Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 112. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast to basically get at those questions that you wouldn't normally get answered if you were attending Sunday school, a morning worship service, and listening to the sermon, or even a Bible study. So we try to answer them here on the podcast as a service to the folks who attend our church. And so today we're going to address a very practical question that kind of comes out of last week's podcast. If you remember last week, We had a podcast where we answered the question about what about those who have never heard the gospel. At the end of that podcast, we we talked about how you and I have a responsibility and have been given a commission by the Lord to share the gospel with every living creature. We are the ones who are supposed to be bringing that message of grace from the Lord to those who are facing hell because they don't know about Jesus. So today's question is going to be a practical question, and it really has to do with how can you and I get involved if we're living here in Clearfield County or in Kerwinsville or wherever we are if you're listening to this podcast. So here's the question. How can I be involved in world missions without going? How can I be involved in world missions without going? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk, first of all, about the problem, the problem, and then we're going to look at how to get involved with world missions where you are right now, okay, where you are right now. So I just want to point out three things about the problem that you and I need to consider, okay? So here's the first one. We understand the commission to go into the world with the gospel. Most believers, if they're in a Bible-believing church, if they read their Bibles, know that they have a responsibility that has been given to them by the Lord to share the gospel, go into the world. In fact, that's what our verse is, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, most believers understand our responsibility to share the gospel. You say, yeah, George, I understand that, but what's the problem? Well, two things I want to point out here. The problem is not one of desire, but the means to do so. The problem is not one of desire. What do you mean one of desire? Well, the, the problem isn't that we don't have a desire to want to go and share the gospel with others. 
The problem is really practical in that we don't have the means to go and share the gospel in other most parts of the world. Because here's the third thing I want you to see. Most believers never leave their home areas. Most folks who attend a church, who are a part of a church family, who are believers in Jesus Christ, will never really have the opportunity to go to other places in the world to share the gospel, let alone go to the mission field. So that's a big problem. We understand the commission, where to take the gospel to places. So how do we get involved without going? Because the opportunity to go isn't there. Well, that's where we're going to spend the rest of our podcast, and I'm going to give you five things to kind of spur you to the whole issue about getting involved in missions. Because the reality is, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can personally become involved in world evangelism, in sharing the gospel around the world right where you're at. So let's take a look at this. Several things we're going to see here that I really think you need to consider. I'm going to put them in orders of priority, okay? So first of all, I would say this. We want to start off, if you want to get involved with missions without going, here's the first thing that you need to do. Start sharing the gospel where you live. See, having the desire to want to see people get saved over around the world, that's a great desire, but... If you want to be involved in world missions, the key thing is that you begin sharing the gospel right where you live. Well, you say, that's not world missions, George. I mean, that's right here in my community. How is that going to impact world missions? You will be surprised how that might impact world missions. In fact, I would encourage you to consider as you read through the book of Acts How many times you'll see the gospel moving from one area to another in natural ways? What do you mean by that? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Acts chapter 2, there's Peter. He's preaching to the folks there who are, are celebrating Pentecost, and he's sharing the gospel with them. The church starts, but it says in the passage that there were many people from other places throughout the world who heard the gospel, who accepted. And then we find out later that those people went back to where they came from. That's really how the church at Rome started. It's from believers really migrating to Rome because they heard the gospel somewhere else. And so when you and I share the gospel where we're at as a part of our lives, we have the chance of impacting the world right where we are, right here in Clearfield County. So you need to start sharing the gospel where you live. That's the first thing you need to do if you want to be a part of world evangelization, if you want to be a part of missions without going. Here's the second thing, and this one I think everybody is aware of, but we're going to spend a little bit of time here talking about it. The second thing you need to do is pray. Pray for world missions. Pray for missionaries. Pray for countries to be reached. Pray for people groups to be reached. Pray for resources for world evangelization. 
pray for the persecuted church. Pray. And we see that in the scripture because, listen, let's go. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. There we see Paul, verse 18, encouraging the Ephesians to pray. And when we get to verse 19, he tells them to pray for him. And look at what he tells them to pray for him about. And he says, And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So here he's saying that we need to pray for him so that he can open his mouth boldly, so that he can share, so the words are given to him to share the gospel where he's at. He's telling that to the Ephesians church to pray for him about that. It kind of gives you an understanding of what you need to do with regards to you being involved. Being involved in world evangelization is not just starting to share the gospel where you're at, it's also praying in all these different areas about the need for the gospel to go out and people to respond. Here's the third one, and I think you understand this one, you hear a lot about it anyhow, personally support missions personally support missions. Now, I could have said support missions, but I I needed to add that word in front of support. I needed to add the word personally. Why? Because so oftentimes we'll say, oh yeah, I support missions. How? Well, I give at church and the church supports them. That's a part of our church budget, or we have a special offering for them, you know, No, no, that's not what I'm talking about, personally supporting missions. That's a part of it. But what you need to understand, if you talk to the average missionary or ministry working overseas, they will tell you that a majority of their funding doesn't come from churches. Rather, it comes from individuals, believers, who personally feel led by the Lord to support those missionaries or that ministry or that work in that specific country. So we would encourage you to prayerfully consider how you can personally support missions. In fact, that's really the testimony here of the scripture. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. That's a chapter that's often used with reference to giving. But listen to what Paul says about the Macedonians in verses 3 and 4. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Here we're talking about a very poor church, the Macedonians, and they're urging Paul, take our support. We want to help you. We see that in the scripture. So you need to personally support missions. I would take it one step further with my fourth point I want you to see here. You need to actively seek to encourage missionaries. You need to actively seek to encourage missionaries. You say, George, how can we do that? Well, I think there's a lot of ways that you can do that. You already should be praying for them anyhow, but I think practically it could be something as simple as gifts, care packages, praying for them, 
caring for their needs while they're here traveling. We see the testimony of that in 3 John, where we see Gaius caring for those traveling missionaries, those traveling teachers and so forth. We see the testimony of that in the scripture. And I think one way that you can actively be involved in missions is not just praying, not just giving, but actively seeking to help and be there for the missionaries who were there, like when they come home. Now, here's the fifth point, and I think this is very important. Here's the one that I think you really need to do. It's going to take some effort on your part to do this, but you will benefit as you do this. All right, here it is. Purpose to stay informed about what's happening in missions. Purpose to stay informed about what's happening in missions. What I mean by that is this. You need to make an effort to keep yourself informed about what's going on in that country or in this country with that missionary or with that mission agency, with that people group that needs to be reached. You can do this. You can stay informed. And we live in an age where that can happen readily. How? Get on an email list when the missionary comes to your church and has a list there for you to sign up so you can receive a prayer letter. Get a publication like Operation World, which basically is a book with every nation of the world and how you can pray for those nations. Subscribe to mission publications or mission blogs. We live in the internet age now. You can keep abreast of what's happening. Pay attention to Christian news because Christian news will oftentimes talk about what's happening on the mission field or give you a perspective on what's happening in the world from the standpoint of missions. And you can stay informed. And as you stay informed, you are better able to pray you are better able to know how to encourage missionaries. You're better able to understand why you maybe need to help them financially and give. So there we go. We got five things that you can do right now because we recognize that maybe you're not able to go, but there are five things that you can do right now to get involved with world missions. How? Here they are. Start sharing the gospel where you live. Pray. Personally support missions. Actively seek to encourage missionaries. And then finally, purpose to stay informed about what's happening in missions. By doing this, you can readily be involved in world missions and you will see the blessing of that involvement as you become a world Christian and understand how God is working around the world. Finding Clarity Podcast really is just a tool that we use here at the church to help you to grow in your Christian life by answering questions that you might have from a biblical standpoint or from a practical standpoint concerning Christianity and the Christian life. And you might be saying, George, how can I get you a question? Well, if you're a part of our church family here, you just simply need to ask me or write it down, throw it in the offering plate, I'll get it. If you want, you can contact us through our web 
page, which is kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page, fill out the form, submit the question, and we will get it from there. You can also see us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Right on the wall or direct message us there. We would encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with the podcast as well. There are lots of ways that you can get questions to us. And we'll look at answering those questions and getting back to you with an answer here. Now next week we're going to deal with another practical question that really is culturally relevant because we live in an age where this really has become quite acceptable when it used to not be very acceptable and quite acceptable in the church when it especially wasn't acceptable in the church. And the question is, what does the Bible say about that? Because I heard somebody quoting this and they say, you can't do that. Well, here's the question we're going to look at next week. What does the Bible say about tattoos? What does the Bible say about tattoos? We hope you'll be listening next week as we wrestle with that question. Until next time, take care.